championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, and this is the Lakers Nation free agency special. We are counting down. Free agency starts at 3 o'clock tomorrow for everyone except for the Miami Heat, apparently, who have already started free agency. But we're going to take all of your questions, all of your comments. We're going to dedicate this show to you guys. Lakers Nation, come in. Hit us with all your questions, everything you want to know about Lakers free agency. We are going to dive into it. We are here for you. Joining me is Ron Gutterman from LakersNation.com. Ron, I am so ridiculously fired up for free agency. In the next few days, we're going to see what next year's Lakers roster is going to look like. Yeah, and uh, earlier today we were talking about you know the the calm before the storm. It was so quiet, no rumors. And we said that it was finally everybody abiding by tampering rules. Turns out that's not the case. And the Miami Heat are fervently in the middle of negotiations with Kyle Lowry, who they cannot legally negotiate with. <laughs> what? No, Ron, look, tomorrow when we hit three o'clock Pacific time, we're going to be like, it's going to be like 3.02 and we're going to get the news that Kyle Lowry is going to the Miami Heat and it's totally fine. It's very easy to negotiate an extremely complicated sign and trade involving multiple players in just a couple of minutes and, and uh, Lowry is going to be on his way to Miami. That's, uh, that's totally plausible, right? Pat Riley can pull that off. Two minutes, yeah, that's like, all he needs. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN said that well, while they're not allowed to negotiate with other teams, they can negotiate within their own organization. So, you know, Toronto is going to talk to themselves, Miami's going to talk to themselves, and magically, <laughs> they're going to come to the exact same conclusion at 3.01 p.m. It's pure coincidence that they decided to guarantee the contract of Goran Dragic, and, uh, and, and that's, the, that's the piece that they need in order to trade for Lowry, yeah. That's definitely not happening. We've already we've already got the details. It's going to be Precious Achua going along with Drogic over to Toronto, which totally can happen without Toronto and Miami talking or any negotiations between Lowry and Miami and far, as far as figuring out exactly what his contract is. Totally reasonable, right? Hey, we knew, but you know what? Look, realistically, every team right now is talking. Every team is doing all of this. The NBA just made it very clear, hey, don't make it public. For whatever reason, the Miami and the and Toronto talks got out. This isn't the fact that they're negotiating these these things is not abnormal, right? Every team in the NBA is doing it right now, except for maybe the Hornets because Mitch Kupchak. No, he doesn't do that stuff. But realistically, they're all doing this. Just Miami and Toronto, you know, committed the the crime of making it public. Yeah, Mitch Kupchak is will never tamper. Don't no. don't ever catch <laughs> Mitch Kupchak tampering. He is going to make his first call at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So shout out to Mitch Kupchak. So I guess, and yeah, exactly, Mitch. And that's like you need, realistically, you need to tamper if you're a GM. Yeah, you bend the rules a little bit. Uh, Benjamin from YouTube, the Super Chat said, oh, my God, I'm so hyped for that, for this. I wasn't expecting a live stream. Let's get it, boys. Hey, we're here for you, Benjamin. But if you're not expecting a live stream, that means you're not following us on Twitter. Come on. You got to make sure you do that because we, we definitely promoted it there over on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Landon Archuleta from YouTube said, are you interested that no one else has shown any interest in Buddy Heald being that he's one of the best shooters in the league? Um, I think other teams have shown, we heard the 76ers showed interest. I'm sure other teams will show interest. Now, whether or not that interest has been made public is another, is another question, right? I mean, I think that's what's going on here. I'm sure there's other teams that would like to have Buddy Heald. I hope you're right, though. I hope that the reason why we haven't heard is just because no one is interested in him. And the Kings, if they want to trade him, they're going to have to 
give him to the Lakers for whatever the Lakers want. I, it's not really going to go down that way, though. But I do think Buddy Heald, look, this is a league that is starved for shooting. Everybody's looking for shooters. Teams are going to want him. Um, I would love to see the Lakers deal still find a way to get expanded. Probably going to need a fourth team, though. We've heard the Wizards and the Kings, they have no interest in Dennis Schroeder. So if that's the case, you have to rope in a fourth team into the deal to make it happen before the deal actually gets done. And of course, I'm talking about the Russell Westbrook trade and expanding that to include Buddy Heald going to the Lakers in exchange for Dennis Schroeder being signed and traded out of Los Angeles. But that means you have to rope in a fourth team to make it happen. And that's really tough to do. Yeah, look, two team trades are really difficult to execute and take a lot of negotiation and a lot of discussion and, and a lot of that stuff. And so... You add in a third team and you add in a fourth team, you're you're starting to get really complex stuff, especially because now you're throwing in sign and trades. It's extremely confusing and very difficult. And I don't envy the people who like have to figure that out, i.e. Rob Palinka. Yes. Yeah, that's not an easy task. That's for sure. Uh, somebody asked, what is what time is the start of free agency? We set it at the top, 3 o'clock Pacific time, except for the Miami Heat, who have already started free agency. <laughs> We're just kidding. Um, as far as, oh, question here from Aaron from, uh, Facebook said, do you get a new mid-level exception every year? Yes. Uh, the biannual exception you get every other year. If you use it one year, you don't get to use it the next year. The mid-level exception you get every single year. The mid-level exception that the Lakers will have is called the taxpayer mid-level exception. That is just under $6 million. The reason why that's all they can use is because if you use any more than that, the full mid-level exception, say, which gets almost to $10 million, it's about $9.7 million, if you were to use anything more than the taxpayer, so if you use $6 million, say, what you do is you trigger a hard cap, which means you would then have a ceiling that you cannot pass at $143 million, and the Lakers, given the salaries they already have on the books, simply can't do that. They wouldn't be able to build out the rest of their roster. So you're not going to see the Lakers use the full mid-level. Instead, they're going to stick with the taxpayer mid-level and avoid triggering that hard cap. Yeah, and... Um... Just to let everyone in on this, the Lakers have five players on their roster if you include the <laughs> right. non-guaranteed contract of Alfonso McKinney. And those five players are making a combined $130 million. So no hard cap because you can't spend $13 million on 10 players. That's not mathematically possible. Right. So no hard cap. The Lakers are just going to spend until they no longer want to. Yep. Exactly. And uh, it seems like they are perfectly willing to spend, spend, spend. Sonic Fighter 25 with a super chat from YouTube. Thank you. Said it's starting to seem more and more to me that Dennis might be walking for nothing. P.S. Good to know that Pat has Adam on his payroll. I'm assuming we're talking Pat Riley and Adam Silver there. Um, look, again, as much as we poke fun at the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors right now with this whole situation, um, look, Again, every team is doing, every team is talking to players, to agents right now. There's there's not really another way to do it. Like, you're not going to see deals announced at 3.01 p.m. Pacific time unless those discussions are already happening. The NBA knows this. They perfectly they they know perfectly well that this is happening. They just said, look, just don't make it public, right? Don't, don't make us look bad. Uh, and so far, everybody has abided by that, uh, except for Miami and Toronto. And who knows whose fault it was for it leaking out, but that's what's happened. Um, as far as Dennis Schroeder and him walking into somebody's cap space, it's a very real thing. 
And from the Lakers side of things, what you have to be hoping, and I mean, this is not good for Dennis Schroeder, but you have to be hoping that he does not find a team with cap space. You have to be hoping that the teams with cap space are not interested or they find alternative options to Dennis Schroeder because what the Lakers should want Dennis Schroeder to do is decide that he wants to go into a team that does not have cap space. And if that team wants him, they would then have to give the Lakers something in a sign and trade scenario. That's the ideal situation for the Lakers. Again, though, if, say, the New York Knicks calls up, call up Dennis Schroeder, they've got 53-ish, maybe $55 million now after the draft in cap room. If they say, hey, Dennis Schroeder, we want to pay you $25 million, there's nothing the Lakers can do to stop that. Yeah, and I think Dennis Schroeder has actually set an NBA record for being the first player to ever have a negative amount of teams interested in paying him in free agency. <laughs> uh, there have been, with all of the point guard movement, there have been absolutely zero rumors of any team expressing any interest in Dennis Schroeder. And there have been two teams that have explicitly stated they don't want him in the Sacramento Kings and the Washington Wizards. So that, that's got to be a record to have negative two interested teams in free agency. To be fair, I've heard him link to the Knicks, so I will throw that out there. There were some rumblings of the Bulls. I think the Bulls are getting Lonzo, though. I think they're locked in there on Lonzo Ball. Uh, Davis Painter from YouTube, the Super Chat, thank you, said, are you more excited to see LeBron, Russ, Lobs, or players getting called for offensive fouls for initiating contact next year? Oh, man. Um, From a team perspective, what's that? I actually have a third answer. I, I think we're uh, underestimating the Russ Anthony Davis lob. The Russ, I, think, I agree. I think that's the lob I want to see. The Russ Anthony Davis lob is going to be something special because Russell Westbrook has been a remarkable lob passer. And if you look at the centers that he's played with, mm-hmm. um, you would not be inspired by any of the names. So no. you give him Anthony Davis, and I think there's going to be some fireworks there. I'll agree with you on that, and I'm going to stick with that same answer. I'm going to say I'm more excited for the Lakers thing. I've seen the Lakers throwing lobs, the Lakers in transition, Russ pushing the pace. I'm excited for all of that. But I also am thrilled that the NBA is finally cracking down on this. Look, I've always had the approach in terms of, and what we're talking about here, offensive players creating contact. You know the guys, right? Chris Paul, Trey Young, James Harden. These guys who will go through these these contortions, these completely unnatural movements that you would never, ever do if you're in practice or anything like that in order to draw a whistle. I've always had the approach, if the goal of a play, right, if the, the success or failure of the play is determined by whether or not the official calls a foul on your opponent, that should not be part of the game. Your goal should always be to score the basketball, not to get the referee to blow the whistle. And there's so many guys, we know them, that will jump sideways into players. The three-pointer is becoming a bigger and bigger weapon, so you've got more defenders flying out at you, jumping to close out. Guys are jumping sideways in order to... No one would jump sideways and really shoot a shot. So I like this. I question how long this is going to last. We heard that the league was going to cut down on flopping. We've heard they were going to cut down on complaining in years past. It lasted for the first three three weeks or so and then fell by the wayside. I want to see the NBA follow through with this rule and really cut down on these things. Yeah, and and one thing I will give the NBA credit, they they were very quick to punish the uh, leg kicking of the offensive player to initiate contact. So I have to hope that they're going to be similar in their uh, in their strictness here. That's the only hope because look, I actually think that that will greatly help the Lakers because the Lakers are a team of very uh, the, just the four players they have on the roster, five players they have right now. 
this is a very like aggressive defensive team. Uh, it's a very like in your face defensive team, and I think once those rules are in place, it's going to benefit a, a defense that's more aggressive and in your face and willing to contest. Yep. Uh, all right, Mamba mentality from YouTube with a super chat. Thank you. Said Lakers next year get the biannual exception and five million dollars extra because Luol Deng will finally be off the books. Um, I won't say that they've got that five million to just go spend though. That's just five million dollars that they have less because they're going to be an over the cap team. Regardless, like just with LeBron, AD, and Anthony and uh, and Russ, they're over the cap. Three players, they're over, they're over the cap. So um, it's not like they suddenly have that much more money to go spend, but they they are spending that much less, and they will indeed free up that biannual exception. Except that biannual exception would also trigger a hard cap. So something to keep an eye on for next year as well as the Lakers st- uh, stack up salaries. They might not be able to use that biannual exception if. They go pay a lot to, say, Alex Caruso this year, Taylor Horton Tucker. They've got some contracts carrying over. Um, all right, next one that we've got coming in here. Yeah, I do got- want to say, I know this is a 2021 offseason preview, but mm-hmm. just looking ahead to the 2022-23 season, uh, the Lakers already have $128 million in contracts on the books. Oof. So Yeah, probably not going to be able to use that uh, biannual. <laughs> uh, Oliver Villarroel. From YouTube said, doesn't a sign and trade for Dennis trigger a hard cap though? No. So a sign and trade uh, where you are bringing a player in triggers a hard cap. A sign and trade where the players who player who is being signed and traded is leaving your team does not trigger a hard cap. That's yeah, if you, you can you can at Eric Pincus with that question. Yes. He'll, yeah. he'll love to hear that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. He's been putting that out every single day right now. And by the way, guys, I am going through right now and, and snagging all of the super chats and just screenshotting them because I know sometimes we miss them. So that way I've got to list them to, to pull through. And don't worry, we're going to jump into some of the other questions as well. But I want to make sure we get through all of these. Sometimes they move so quick. And right now we've got really high volume. So sometimes they move so quick, they fly past me. So I'm trying to make sure that we get all of you in here. So that's what I'm working on at the moment is snagging all of these as they come through. Uh, Tasi Seosi from YouTube said, if we bring Dwight back, do we trade Gasol or keep him to keep up the great work? Lake show. Thank you. Uh, what do you think, Ron? If the Lakers bring back Dwight, moving off of Marc Gasol's salary would be very easy. He's only making $2.6 million. I tend to think they would just keep him, though, just to have an, an extra body, a floor spacing big, out there, I don't think his roster spot would be that big of a deal. Uh, but I mean, the first question is, does he really play or not? I don't know. He could retire. Yeah, I mean, if he plays and the Lakers do go and sign Dwight Howard, which we know is a, a highly rumored and highly popular suggestion to go get Dwight Howard back. If he comes back, I can't imagine that has any effect on Marcus Saul just because the two are so different. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, they are both centers, but they play such a different style of basketball to where you have to assume that there's going to be nights where Dwight is a perfect fit for the matchup and there's going to be nights where Mark is a perfect fit for the matchup. So it's better to have both. Absolutely. It is that that mix and match ability. You let Frank Vogel pick which guy is best for the right situation. If either, either of them, like let's say you go get like a Jeff Green, that's another option. You can go with a small ball five as well. So it's nice to have different paths to choose from and adapt to your opponent in that way. Uh, Dre Johnson. Perfect timing said, if we had a chance to get Jeff Green over Mello, would you take that? And do you think with Lionel Holland's gone, we see Scott Brooks or someone else? 
What do you think, Jeff Green or Carmelo Anthony? By the way, guys, there's a reason why our opening graphic was Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony. So far, those are the two strongest names we've heard linked to the Lakers. The word is that Carmelo Anthony is just waiting for a phone call from the Lakers tomorrow, and that could very well be done. I mean, look, things can change, but that sounds very promising. And Dwight Howard as well said, it. look, Brad Turner said he is ready to come back and be the Lakers center once again. So I, that's why we made them our opening graphic. Uh, but if... If you could pick one, Ron, Jeff Green or Carmelo Anthony, which one are you taking? Um, I'm probably taking Jeff Green. I think he showed in Brooklyn that he still has a, a decent amount left in the tank in terms of his versatility and his ability to play both the four and the five. He can hit the three. Um, I think he's shown a lot of versatility and more than we thought he had left uh, when he signed with the Nets. So I think he'd be a really I think he'd be a slam dunk signing if you can get him for the veteran minimum. Um, even if you have to eat into that mid-level exception a little bit, it, I think he's a really good fit. Uh, but honestly, I think there's a world in which both are on the Lakers and Dwight Howard's also on the Lakers. I like that answer. Why not? Why not both? I agree. If it you know, in terms of basketball fit, I would probably go Jeff Green, but I'm not going to play going to complain about Carmelo Anthony joining up. Like I think he could be a nice fit as well. Now that Kyle Kuzma is gone, that was always my issue with with uh, Carmelo Anthony joining the Lakers. Was you already had Kyle Kuzma to kind of do the things that he does. Now that Kyle Kuzma is not a Laker, um, Carmelo Anthony I think makes a lot more sense. Uh, but the second part of that, do you think Lionel Hollins with Lionel Hollins gone? Do you think we see Scott Brooks? or somebody like that, I think what we're going to see is is already set. We saw um, uh, Fisdale come in, and he's going to take over one spot uh, from Jason Kidd being gone, and then and then Mike Penberthy is going to be promoted to the front of the bench, former sniper for the Lakers, shooting coach last season. He's apparently getting a spot at the front of the bench. Apparently, I think the word is that he was going, going to get an offer to move to the front of the bench for Jason Kidd in Dallas, and the Lakers said, well, we don't want to lose you let's give him this spot. And so he's going to move up to the front of the bench for the Lakers. Yeah. And so the, at this point, the assistant coaches that are being hired are going to be the back end guys. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I think the Lakers assistant coaching staff is 12 people. Uh, I think it'll be, you know, towards that eight through 12 that are getting filled out. I think the one through five, one through six is, is all set in stone. Uh, Tevin from YouTube said, don't forget team Woj likes Schroeder LMAO. Yeah, we we've seen that. Yeah, Woj has that, had some comments. Go ahead. This tells you this tells you how little interest there is in Schroeder because even Woj isn't saying saying anything about Schroeder. <laughs> There's just nothing. I've never seen a starting point guard in the NBA have less attention around them entering free agency. I've never seen this. Woj did say some things not long ago about how Schroeder will, you know, he knows the money is out there or something like that. And now, you know, now that we're hearing like, hey, Mike Conley might be looking at, you know, a three-year deal uh, at like, what was it, 20 60. million per season or something like that, three years, 60. Yeah, if you're Dennis, like you're, you're not giving Dennis Schroeder the same amount of money as Mike Conley, right? If that's going to set the, set the bar there, I don't see that, that happening. And, and you and I, we, we've done a lot of stuff projecting contracts, and we had always assumed that Dennis Schroeder was going to end up around that three years, $60 million contract mark. Mm-hmm. But if that's what Mike Conley signs for, which is the rumored number, boy, that, that, that makes it a lot harder to give Dennis Schroeder that type of money, too. 100%. 100%. All right. 
Next one that we've got here, Lemon James from YouTube. We need Dwight Howard and Carmelo to sign, and it's a wrap. Fill in the gaps with solid shooters. Not great, just solid. Uh, no defense can match that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if you get Melo, you get Dwight. I mean, really, defense and three-point shooting, that's the only things the Lakers are looking for at this point. Defense, three-point shooting. Maybe you could say you want to add one more ball-handling guard, depending on what Caruso does and all that. But, yeah, I, that's that's pretty much the game plan for the Lakers. Find shooters who can space the floor because we know that they are going to badly need that. Yes, very much so. All right. Uh, Jacob Freeman kicked us a super chat with no question. So, thank you, Jacob. Appreciate it. Uh, Jorge Sandoval said, new big three in the West. Lake show, we got this. Not basketball related. Oh, my. Not basketball related, but if my boy Trevor grew his hair and got a perm, I'd be looking scrumptious, apparently. I, that's, mm. I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, I would have to go back to like 1977 or whatever to grow my hair. Now, true story here. My dad, my dad, I go back to old pictures of my dad. Like my dad looked like Peter Frampton. If any of you guys know who that is, like he legit had a perm back in the 70s and everything. So this will be going, going way, way back. But uh, yeah. That, that's probably not a look that uh, that I'm going with anytime soon. Mm, I, I was thinking we could try some form of uh, some form of Lakers bet where it's like you can't cut your hair until Russell Westbrook hits five threes in a game. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> I would I, my hair would be longer than I've ever had it before. Uh, so before you, before you cut your hair. <laughs> he would retire. Tebman said uh, from YouTube said LeBron trusts Mello more than Jeff Green. Okay, look, what LeBron wants will certainly be a factor in all of that. Uh, 100%. The reason Russell Westbrook is going to be a Laker, it's because LeBron James and Anthony Davis said, hey, we want this. Please make this happen. For sure. Yep, that's it. Exactly. Um, Jacob Freeman from YouTube said, with Dennis being traded to the Bulls and Knicks, what can the Lakers use the trade exception on, both immediately and at the deadline? Uh, so if Dennis goes to the Knicks, if it's a trade, like let's say the Lakers pay the Knicks with a second-round pick to get them to do it as a sign-and-trade in order to create a trade exception, then yes. you. you but there's no way to predict what they were would use a trade exception on. You would be reliant on somebody on a team being upset, a team deciding they want to get rid of somebody, and just that they're okay with trading it into that exception that the Lakers have got. So that's really hard to project. But again, that's that's not the worst outcome for the Lakers. If Dennis does walk to a team that has cap space, the hope would be that the Lakers can negotiate something to create a trade exception because they can use that later on down the road, which is exactly what the Celtics did uh, with Gordon Hayward and allowed them to pick up Evan Fournier midseason last year. Yeah, and, and it's important to note, uh, trade exception, it's obviously not the worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario is Dennis Schroeder walking for nothing. Mm-hmm. But trade exceptions, it's important to note that they – they don't go used all the time. They they generally go unused, or at least a lot of a, a, a large portion of it goes un, unused. So if the Lakers are able to open up, let's say a a fifteen dollar fifteen million dollar trade exception, mm-hmm. odds are they're not going and getting a fifteen million dollar player for free. Uh, it, it's not going to be that easy. Yes, agreed. Uh, Marcel Dion said, "Why would you take Jeff Green uh, when you can just re-sign Markeith Morris, who's been here and won with us? Agility." Right. I mean, Jeff Green, has got his defensive chops are a little bit better. He's a bit more switchy on the defensive end of the floor, a little bit easier for him to switch out onto quicker players. And so that's why uh, I would look at him. Markeith Morris, by the way, I I firmly believe Markeith Morris should and will be back with the team this next season. Um, 
But mm-hmm. yeah, he he doesn't provide the exact same thing as Jeff Green. He is I on an equal level as a shooter, but defensively he's he's better suited uh, as a small ball five. Uh, Jeff Green can be a small ball five. He can also be a four. He can even work out on the wings, you know, on mm-hmm. those corner shooters. All right, uh, we've got uh, another super chat just kicking us some cash. That's always nice. Thank Not you. Uh, Tasi COC said, I don't know the rules. Are players allowed to renegotiate their contracts like football to help their team with cap space? No, the NBA, uh, their uh, union is a bit stronger than what you see in the NFL. So, no, that is not allowed. Benjamin from YouTube, if we can get DeRozan for the taxpayer mid-level, I assume we should. If so, how can Vogel make that work? Um, I think it would be about playing DeRozan and Russ as little together as possible, um, which is tough because then you're also saying that you can't put DeRozan or Russ on the floor with a true back-to-the-basket big, like, say, Dwight Howard, because then you have two non-shooters on the floor, which offensively makes things tough. I think you would have to try to come up with some ways to create some sort of spacing with two non-shooters on the floor because it would be really hard to avoid. I don't think it's going to happen. I think DeRozan is going to get more than the taxpayer mid-level or he's going to accept a deal for more than the taxpayer mid-level. New York actually could be an option for him there. But, um, yeah, look, he's so talented, you probably have to do it. But Frank Vogel would have <laughs> would have a hell of a task trying to figure out exactly how to make that work and fit on the floor. Yeah, and I, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but uh, DeMar DeRozan is probably not taking a, a the $5.9 million taxpayer mid-level. Uh, he's probably in line for like 15 to $20 million in free agency, mm-hmm. and you'd have, to be, you'd have to be somewhat crazy to, to turn that amount down. Um, Ricky Garcia from YouTube, what do you think about Furcon? Is he a possibility? I haven't seen him connected to the Lakers much, but as a shooter, sure. I, I think if there's anything that we know about Rob Palenka, he will leave no stone unturned. That's why we've heard everybody connected to the Lakers more so than any other year that I can remember. And we joke about that all the time, about how the Lakers just are interested in every player out there. This year, that was pretty much reality. Every single player who was on the market that was worth anything really wound up being connected to the Lakers. Rob really went after it. And I think that's why we heard that so much. So um, if that's an option, you know that he's going to explore it. Yeah. And Korkmaz is actually is a relatively good fit. He has a lot of defensive issues. Uh, His size kind of lack of versatility defensively doesn't really help, but he can shoot the three ball. So, I mean, if, if the Lakers are looking for guys who can shoot the three and just provide a body on defense, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's certainly an option. Uh, Nathan Donahue from YouTube. Could the Lakers sign and trade Dennis for Lowry Markkinen if he opts into his $9 million quali- qualifying offer? He'd be a nice stretch five. Uh, yeah, if the Bulls can take the tax hit or the, the cap hit. So the Lakers can take back less money than what they're sending out in Dennis Schroeder uh, if, they, if the Bulls are far enough below the cap to where they can absorb the rest of Dennis Schroeder's salary, if that makes sense. So, yeah, they, they could do something like that. I don't know if Markkinen is going to opt into that. It could be, well, if it's a signing trade, then you, that doesn't really work. So it would be tricky to make that work. I think the more plausible scenario would be something that I saw floating around out there. This is not a sourced rumor. This is li- literally a fan-generated thing. Um, would be Dennis Schroeder to the Bulls, the Bulls send Markkanen to the Kings, the Kings send Buddy Heald to the Lakers. I think that would be something that would make more sense. 
that's more plausible. Lowry Markkinen is is worth way more than that qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. I imagine he's going to cash in. He's probably due for a fifteen to twenty million dollar contract per year over multiple years. Uh, I imagine he cashes in on that. I don't know that the interest around the NBA is that high on him. I think he's been a little bit disappointing. Actually, I haven't heard a whole lot of positive buzz about him. I think he's actually a fascinating situation. I don't know what he's going to wind up getting this offseason, and I don't know that the Bulls even want to hang on to him. But I we'll see. We'll, we'll find I out. I have to imagine more than nine. The qualifying offer is about nine, ten million. I have to imagine he, at the very least, is worth, let's say, three years, 36 million. If, if the Bulls renounce him and they pull the pull the qualifying offer so he's no longer restricted teams will be interested teams won't be interested i don't think if he's restricted and they know their cap space is going to get tied up for two years i think that it's a very similar situation to julius randall with the lakers years ago where they ultimately wound up pulling the qualifying offer in order for randall to get any interest because teams didn't want to deal with him being restricted yeah which i still thought was not the right move to make although they got rondo and all worked out in the end because we got playoff rondo out of that move uh the playoff Rondo. That's why I've, I'm, I'm now the proud owner of a Rajon Rondo Lakers jersey. Uh, Tyler O from YouTube. How do we replace KCP's lock and trail defense? Good question. Uh, I think Caruso should be high priority because he's the only one to fill that void. Yes, but there's a name that popped up. A name from the past. And his name is Avery Bradley. He's had some uh, difficulty staying healthy. But what came out was after the Houston Rockets, I believe it was yesterday, said that they were not going to pick up his player option for next season, which makes sense. Uh, Look, Avery Bradley didn't play that much for them. He was injured much of the season, but they decided they weren't going to pick that up. And the word was that Avery Bradley had a number of contending teams that he has played for before that are interested in him. So realistically, you're talking the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Clippers. So uh, the Lakers, I would imagine, have some level of interest. Perhaps that's somebody you could turn to to replace that defense from Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Yeah, I, I do think Alex Caruso is a big part of that equation. And one thing that sure. we can talk about Alex Caruso for a little bit, just because he's weirdly not getting any shine so far. Um, Alex Caruso, there have been some some rumors about him, whether or not he would return to the Lakers, whether or not the Lakers would be willing to pay him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the market on Alex Caruso seems to be drying up pretty quickly. And the Lakers might be very fortunate with that happening. So, uh, I mean, I, I've long said that I think Alex Crusoe and Taylor Horton Tucker stay, and it's starting. It, fe- it really feels like the momentum starting to lean that way as well. I just saw a comment came in about Alex Caruso said, uh, Bavin Patel from Facebook said, I hope Alex Caruso's shot improved. People don't realize this. He shot over 40% from three last season. Like, On incredibly he just, low volume. Low volume, and that's why. And that's why. So if there's a scenario where Alex Caruso winds up starting at the two next season for the Lakers, it's not the ideal scenario, but it's a scenario. And if that's the case, you got to hope his volume increases a lot on his threes. Uh, Alonzo Lias from YouTube with a super chat says, are the Pacers interested in moving TJ Warren for Dennis? I don't believe so. Uh, what we've heard about the Pacers is the reason why they did not do the deal the Lakers presented to them, which was Kyle Kuzma and 22 to move up to 13. This was before the Russ trade came together. The reason why they didn't do that is because TJ Warren is back and healthy, and they felt like Kuzma uh, duplicated his skill set a little too much. I think they like TJ Warren. I think they're going to hang on to him. I don't think they're going to trade him for Dennis Schroeder. I imagine if TJ Warren was going to be a Laker, that would have happened on draft night. Yes. Um, that would have made the most sense. So I, I don't see 
the Pacers and Lakers making any deals, especially for Dennis. They have Malcolm Brogdon, who is one of the one of the better young point guards in this league. It really makes no sense for them to take on Dennis Schroeder. Uh, a Lee from YouTube said, what drinking game are we going to use with Russ? Please don't make it miss shots. People will die. Let's not let's <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not do that. Hey, we could go like hammer dunks or something like that. I think yeah. that's realistic. Uh, like break like breakaway dunks, maybe. I want to see like passive aggressive looks at LeBron. Oh, that's spicier. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Passive aggressive looks at LeBron. That's what we're gonna have to go with. That's the Look, winner. I, I don't. I'm not uh, predicting chemistry problems. I think LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook are going to get along just fine. It's going to be great. Yes. I think there's going to be a lot of in-game funny bickering going on between the three of them because they're <laughs> all very, especially Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, very hot-headed. Yes. Very like heat of the moment guys. I imagine a lot of in-game bickering is going to happen. No chemistry worries. Those three are the best of friends. But yeah, it's it's totally fine. It's, it's like siblings, right? It's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, Grant Legit the second sent us five bucks. Thank you, Grant, for with uh, with no question in a super chat. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Isaiah Hunt from YouTube the super chat said, "Will Russell Westbrook average a triple double this season?" I'm going to say no because the ball is going to be in LeBron's hands quite a bit. You know, I, I did a radio show the other night and somebody was asking me, you know, what. What's going to be the role for Russell Westbrook and all that? Is, is Russ going to be the lead ball handler? Look, every single time LeBron has been put in a situation where somebody else can kind of take over. Look, even when Anthony Davis came into town and, and LeBron went to management and said, hey, I want to run the offense through Anthony Davis. Did the offense really run through Anthony Davis? No, it winds up running through LeBron anyway. So I don't see Russ having the ball quite enough to still put up a triple-double. I we, I do think he's going to be more efficient than he has been in recent seasons, though. Yeah, I, I could see him uh, see, getting spikes in his shooting percentages and his mm-hmm. um, and his uh, assist-to-turnover ratio. I could see those really, really going up a lot, which would be great. But it's funny because, like you mentioned, LeBron said, I want the offense to run through Anthony Davis, but the only way the offense runs through Anthony Davis is if LeBron makes it run through Anthony Davis, which <laughs> right. means it's LeBron running, like... It's the same thing. <laughs> it's it, it's it's LeBron. It's going to run through LeBron. Um, so let's get into this one. Grant Legit the second this time asked a question here uh, with a super chat said if a can a, restrict, a restricted free agent sign their qualifying offer from their team, get traded to another team, and have the new team give that player an extension. Uh, I believe once you sign that qualifying offer, you're going to hit free agency. I could be, I could be wrong on that. Okay. So I probably, I'll say this is what I believe is correct. I'm sure if I asked Keith, Keith Smith, who hosts the NBA front office show with me, he would know exactly what the answer to that is. What I believe is that they play out the rest of the season on that qualifying offer. And then they do hit free agency. That's essentially the choice you're making. You, there's no like going back and saying, Oh, do over. Never mind. Now we, now we suddenly decided that we're going to do this extension. That's my assumption, anyway. Yeah, but, I think qualifying offer is is pretty locked in stone. You can't you can't get out of that. Uh, Giovanni Larios said, "Trevor, do you think THT might get a bigger role?" That is the rumor that THT is indeed going to get a bigger role. And uh, you know what? If he is going to get a bigger role, let's hope that his three point shot is indeed coming along. If he can shoot, we've said it a lot. If THT can even shoot league average from three. 
he's a whole different player and in a, in a great way, right? You take everything that's great about his game already, the way he can get to the rim, and now you make him an outside threat. Oh boy, he could be, he could hit another level. But if not, if that three point shooting stays between twenty eight to thirty percent, teams aren't going to defend him out there, and you're going to have some issues. But he's an extremely talented player, still crazy young. Birthday isn't until November, I believe. So this is a guy who has a lot of upside, been working on his game this offseason, and he is one of the guys I am most anticipating seeing this next season because I think that he's, his upward trajectory is incredible, and I think he's going to hit a new level next season. Yeah, and I, I really think a big part of it with him is confidence. Um, when he shot threes with confidence and just went into his shooting motion, it it felt like it went in pretty pretty uh, decent amount. It was when he hesitated that you really start, started to see problems in his jumper. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Let me get into another one. King Vortex Gaming. Thoughts on Kawhi and CP3 turning down their player options. Oh, boy. Let's talk about that. So Chris Paul turned down his player option. Maybe Look, the Knicks are up to something. And I'm not joking when I tell you, NBA teams around the league right now are asking each other, what are the Knicks doing? Like, that is literally a question that is going around the NBA right now. Nobody is sure. Everybody believes they're up to something. Maybe they are this mystery team that's going to steal Chris Paul away. Maybe they're a mystery team that's going to steal Kawhi away. What we've heard, I just came out recently from Chris Haynes, is that not only did Kawhi decline his option, which, by the way, makes plenty of sense for him to, to decline his option, pick up a one-plus-one deal, and then after the conclusion of next season, then he goes for the big money. It's like an extra $50 million on his contract by doing it that way. However, however, there he is going to listen to other teams, we've heard. So maybe there's a chance that he leaves the Clippers. Yeah, and, and the Knicks, the Knicks are crazy. They have $48 million of rost, of, of contracts under like under contract for next season. Yeah. They only have $48 million. That's literally what the Lakers are paying Russell Westbrook, like by himself. <laughs> and the Knicks have that for their whole team. So I have no idea what they're going to do. They could, there's two options. This is how it usually goes with the Knicks. They're either going to be the team that does something unexpected and, and cool. And like, you know, maybe they'll, they'll go after one of the superstars and maybe they'll luck mm-hmm. into it. Or they're going to way overpay really average players, i.e. Dennis Schroeder. Could go yes. either way. Yep. Yeah, really could. They're fascinating. I think Chris Paul is going to stick in Phoenix. Um, I have some friends in Phoenix who were messaging me as soon as the, the news broke that Chris Paul was not picking up his player option, saying, oh, no, Chris Paul is leaving. And I had to explain, no, 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 no. There's probably a three-year deal on the table for him. That's why he's not picking this up. He's most likely staying. A team like the Knicks could come along and steal him away, I suppose. But all we've heard about Chris Paul is that his priority is to be close to family. His family's in Los Angeles. He can't get to the Lakers. He can't get to the Clippers. Phoenix is the next closest. I think with that being in the Suns' corner, plus the fact that they just made the finals, I think he stays there. Uh, Derek Jones, is it junior? Because then we have an NBA player in here, right? Um, Yeah. Derek Jones from YouTube said, Trevor, I don't understand why the Lakers picked up Westbrook. He seems to be more of a pain than a pleasure. Is he really worth it? Um, The reason why you get him is, no. I mean, you're adding a third star. We can certainly question the fit. Uh, But that being said, LeBron made it clear because we've been hearing this for a while, right? As soon as the season ended, all of us, 
said, shooting. Please get shooting. Kyle Kuzma shot 17, 17% from three in the playoffs. KCP shot 21%. The Lakers couldn't shoot. That's why they got bounced out of the playoffs in addition to the injury bug. They couldn't shoot. shoot. We said, go get shooting. Then we started hearing that the Lakers are not operating under just shooting as their, their main directive. They are looking for playmaking. They were looking for a difference-making playmaker to ease some of the burden off of LeBron James. Obviously, that's a discussion they've had with LeBron. They wanted somebody else. And Russell Westbrook can absolutely do that. He's a tremendous passer, has led the league in assists a number of times. He works very, very well with big men. And so that's part of the appeal to getting a guy like Russell Westbrook is, hey, LeBron's off the floor. Russ, here you go. Russ can cook. Sorry, that's the wrong Russ. But... um, Sorry, a little football thing in there. But uh, but look, Russell Westbrook, he allows the Lakers to take some of the burden off of LeBron James. That's, I think, one of the biggest benefits. And then if you can get things things clicking between LeBron, AD, and Russ, well, then you've really got something. Then you've got a big three that at least talent-wise can kind of rival KD, Harden, Kyrie. Yeah, and look, going off of the thing, the thing he said about more pain than pleasure, you can we can talk all day and night about the the faults of Russell Westbrook's game, um, of his on court, you know, whatever. He he's an MVP. He's a ten. He's a nine time All Star. He's won a score. He's won two scoring titles. He's won three of the last four assist titles. Look, Russell Westbrook is one of the better players in basketball. Mm-hmm. He's he's easily a top twenty player in the NBA. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Easy. Hall of Famer. So he's just missing a championship from, from that resume. He he has everything else checked off. He's done just about everything else a player can do in their career. Um, so the talent is unquestionable. He is, he is great. The question is, will he fit? I, I have no idea, but I imagine because LeBron, because Anthony Davis, and because Russell Westbrook wanted this so badly that they each convinced their own teams to do it. Mm-hmm. I imagine they have a plan to make it work, even if it's not perfect. And that plan does involve LeBron more at the four, AD more at the five. Maybe, maybe they don't start there, but that's apparently part of the plan. Uh, Ash MK from YouTube. Would you sacrifice THT for Buddy Heald at this point? So if the Kings said, you know what, we'll still give you Buddy, but you got to do it in a sign and trade for THT. Are you pulling the trigger on that, Ron? Man, it's a really tough call. I'm going to say no. Um, Here's why. I was was on the Lakers' side when they did not package THT in the Kyle Lowry trade. Mm -hmm. I was on their side, and the reason is because it's it's so rare in the NBA to have 20-year-olds who are reasonably uh, NBA rotation players, and they're 20. It's so rare to have that. And so to give it up, it, it feels wrong, and I know you're on LeBron James's championship window. I know you're on Russell Westbrook's championship window, but man, just giving up on 20 year old talent like that—it's—it's it's so rare. It doesn't happen often. You don't hit on second round picks that often. Mm-hmm. So when you do, you just—you need to hang on for dear life and and pray it works. Um, I'm you know THT was the sticking point in the Kyle Lowry trade. I would imagine he would also be a sticking point in a Buddy Heald trade because Kyle Lowry is better than than Buddy Heald. That's the math I'm going to go with. The problem is Buddy Buddy is exactly what the Lakers need right now in their starting lineup alongside Russ. Exactly. 
And that's yeah. that's that's the hard part to this, right? The part of the equation that we didn't have back at the trade deadline. So yeah. Um, Alex Silver from YouTube said, if we get Carmelo, what number do you want him to wear? Seven or the old school 15? I don't really care. Um, it's seven. I think I'm always going to associate with Lamar Odom. So. Can you just wear double zero? That? Yeah, right? Like, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Give Russ zero. Give Melo double zero. And I don't know. Give Trevor Reza triple zero. Like, I don't care. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. LeBron is six. And, uh, okay. It, it, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, ben from, from YouTube, I think Russ being a great rebounder isn't talked about. That is a great point. Isn't talked about for when we go into small ball with AD uh, at the five, like we hear. Hopefully he gets his own his own misses. <laughs> I love I love that he adds in, you know, Russell's such a great a great rebounder and then adds in that he's got he can rebound his own misses. Throw in the shot. Throw in the little shot right at the end there. But uh, but no, that is a great point, and I think he's right. That is not talked about enough, that he is a fantastic rebounder for the guard position, and it does make it a little bit easier to go small, which apparently is going to be part of the Lakers' plan this year when you've got a guard who can really rebound, uh, like Josh Hart, right? The Lakers enjoyed Josh Hart's rebounding ability, obviously different player from Russell Westbrook, but it did allow them to play a little bit smaller and still have somebody that could hold their own on the on the uh the glass so that's important yeah i think i think one of the things about the lakers is they're going to be one of the best if not the best rebounding team in basketball next year russell westbrook is coming off a year where he averaged 11 and a half rebounds a game Mm -hmm. as a point guard that's incredible anthony davis has a career average of 10 and a half rebounds a game lebron has a career average of seven and a half a game like the lakers are going to dominate the boards especially if they go out and they get dwight howard like or someone of Dwight Howard's caliber, they are going to dominate the glass. And I think that's going to be really helpful because they, in order for them to score points, they're going to need to get out and transition. And the way to do that is to get missed shots, rebound it, and run. And I think that's exactly what you get with with the three-star tandem that you have to start. That's And that's what they're going to have to rely on because, as we can imagine, like if you bring in enough shooting, sure, but there's going to be some awkwardness in the half court right? In terms of spacing and all that. So they're going to have to fast break and that's fun. I want to see fast break basketball. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Deshaun Badeau from YouTube said, do we have a shot at Wayne Ellington? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, he's already been connected to the Lakers and the Brad Turner piece. Uh, you know, look, he's a shooter. I think anybody who can shoot is going to be connected to the Lakers, but Wayne Ellington, former Laker, good guy. Yeah, absolutely. The Lakers have a, a shot. If they, if they decide he's the guy they want, Let's put it this way. If they want him, I think they get him. Yeah, and look, Wayne Ellington, uh, he's been a guy that the Lakers fans and everyone feels like they've wanted him back since the day mm-hmm. he left. Yeah. So yeah. that that was like six years ago now. And I we still, every single offseason, it's are we getting Wayne Ellington back this year? Like, is this the year we <laughs> finally get Wayne Ellington back? I feel like this is the summer we finally get Wayne Ellington back. <laughs> Shooters are going to flock to the Lakers like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> That's what's going to going to happen because if you're a shooter, the Dumb and Dumber reference for anybody who got that. But um, uh, for anybody who's a shooter, this is the ideal scenario. By the way, it's it's no coincidence that the Lakers picked up what everybody in the league is saying is probably the two best two way guys right after the draft ended, right? And Joel Ayayi. And uh, Austin Reeves, the Lakers have something that a lot of other teams don't. They've got 
open roster spots and minutes right now. Shooters around the NBA are going to be salivating to get a spot with the Lakers. Imagine the payday you're going to get because all season long, you're getting wide open shots playing alongside Russ and LeBron and Anthony Davis. Hey, go stand in the corner and shoot. Okay. If you're a Wayne Ellington, you are keeping your fingers crossed and you are hoping your phone rings and it's the Lakers on the other end. Yeah, and Wayne Ellington shot 42.2% from three this last season in Detroit. Obviously, you have to do the Lakers tax. You're going to drop it a few percent. But mm-hmm. anything, 42.2, <laughs> even if you drop it 5%, you're still above league average. So I'll take it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Jackson from YouTube said, uh, Fisher, that's Jake Fisher from uh, Bleacher Report, that the Lakers uh, could look at Oladipo on a prove-it deal. That was really interesting to me. Um, Victor Oladipo on a prove it kind of deal. And we were talking about this a little bit in our LakersNation.com group text. And people were saying, isn't Oladipo going to get more money than what the Lakers can offer? Maybe, but he's had a long injury history. And if if the money is anywhere close, just like I just said in terms of shooters, like the Lake, if you're going to go on a prove it deal anywhere, like let's say you could go to Orlando on a prove it deal, right? You can go to, uh, wherever you go to Sacramento on a prove a deal, or you can go to the Lakers where again, there's minutes, there's opportunity, right. To actually show your stuff. Whereas if you go somewhere else, you might not. And you've got that spotlight, right? People are going to be paying attention to your game. If you're going to go anywhere on a prove it deal, the Lakers make a ton of sense for so many reasons. Maybe you win a championship. You live in great weather. You get plenty of opportunity. You play alongside other stars that the defense is going to focus on. It, there's there's reason to think that that might be a real thing. Yeah, and obviously Victor Oladipo doesn't necessarily solve any problems. He's no. he's he's kind of a bad three point shooter, but he he scores pretty efficiently if you take away threes. Um, and and he if he stays healthy, he is still a very talented player. So I would love it, but I I I was the one in the group chat who said that I don't think he takes a minimum deal. Um, but maybe never say never. Yeah. I mean, look, if he says minimum deal, you can say, well, he's not the shooter the Lakers need, but if he says minimum deal, you say, okay, the veteran minimum is so low risk when you're not hard capped because worst case, like as long as you're willing to keep paying, if it doesn't work, you cut the player and you sign another veteran minimum and on off you go. Yeah. Um, Ricky Garcia with a super chat from YouTube said projections on Russ Braun AD stats next year. I have it. We'll have a better idea of how to do that once the roster is built out. Without mm-hmm. the roster being built out, it would just be a total guess, right? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and this is the thing, right? So we're we're still talking about was the Russ trade good? Was it a yeah. good trade? Did the Lakers do good in that trade? And, and the thing is, you can't really judge it until the Lakers have built out the roster. Because if they go out tomorrow and the next day and they sign seven shooters, well, now you can justify, hey, that rust trade was worth it. If they go out there and they mm-hmm. don't do that, well, now you say, oh, well, no, we can't we can't have Russell Westbrook and a bunch of non-shooters. So you need to let the Lakers build out the roster before you get a clear sense on what was that, what did that rust trade really do for the team? Right. Exactly. We got to see what the what pieces fit together. Like if the Lakers still manage to go get Buddy Heald, the Westbrook trade looks much better already. Right. Oh, yeah. So there's and then it might be another shooter. There might be somebody else they go get that makes it look better. So 
Rob Polink, I have a feeling like this rust thing came out of the blue. I have a feeling Rob Polink has got one more trick up his sleeve. One more thing that we don't see coming right now. That's going to get us. Yeah. Uh, Rafael Jimenez from YouTube, the super chat said, I test says Caruso isn't a good three point shooter. Okay. He's inconsistent like KCP. Do you see the Lakers trading Caruso and THT at the trade deadline? So that's the part of this I want to focus on. One of the things that we need to remember is right now, like if the Lakers fill out their roster with veteran minimum guys, veteran minimum contracts, that doesn't give them much immovable salary at the trade deadline if they find that there's something their roster is lacking. So if you sign Caruso, let's say to 10 million per season, you've signed THT to 10 million per season, uh, you take back somebody in a Dennis Schroeder sign and trade, that gives you some salaries that you can stack up to go maybe get somebody else at the trade deadline. And I think that's important to note. I'm not saying that you would sign players in order to trade them later, but sometimes it helps to have those contracts on your books so that when something does pop up, you've got actual movable pieces that can make the salary matching a little bit easier. Right. Like it's, it's, it's the same as the Kyle Kuzma situation. The Lakers yes. did not sign Kyle Kuzma to that extension in order to trade him the day the extension kicked in. That wasn't, <laughs> it's, that wasn't it's, it's literally the day it kicks in. They're saying, oh, okay, bye. See you later, Kyle Kuzma. But they didn't, they didn't Unreal. give him that extension knowing that they were going to trade him the day it kicked in. However, mm-hmm. clearly the, the Lakers wanted him to fit. Very clearly. They made that very apparent with never mm-hmm. trading him, giving him that extension. They desperately wanted him to be a fit alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis. After the second year of it, it was pretty clear that he wasn't. And so now they say, hey, look, we signed him to this extension and it makes it so much easier to trade him. Look at the flexibility we just gave ourselves. So that's that would be that would be where it goes with Alex Crusoe and Taylor Horton Tucker. You sign them to extensions and you say, we hope this works. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, now you have money to work with. You have flexibility for a trade. Absolutely. Yep, that's exactly it. Isaiah Hunt from YouTube with the Super Chat said, do you guys see the Lakers as number one in the West or in the lead next season? Uh, yes, I do. I do see them. And right now they are the betting favorite to come out of the West, according to Las Vegas. So right now, especially with Kawhi Leonard potentially missing the entire season, um, I do see the Lakers as the number one team in the Western Conference. Yeah, actually, the Kawhi Leonard thing is the is the only reason. I think if Kawhi Leonard's healthy, it's a real uh, to me, it's a 50 50 toss up between the Lakers mm-hmm. and Clippers. Um, after the run they went on after his injury, uh, I thought getting him back would be really big for them. But with Kawhi out for most of the season, uh, you know, uh, no disrespect to the Suns, no disrespect to the Denver Nuggets. I, I think the Lakers just just have that edge in star power. Mm-hmm. They have that edge in in having LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like they they are going to figure this out. And I think if Kawhi is not healthy, the Lakers are, should are the team to beat out west. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Um, I've got a, a super chat here from YouTube. What do you think about a three-way trade with uh, the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Knicks? Knicks get John Wall, Houston gets Schroeder, uh, and a player, and us getting Eric Gordon and Alec Burks. Uh, I think it's fine from the Lakers' side of things. I think it fits what the Lakers need. Uh, I don't think the Knicks are going to take on John Wall, though. I think that's your, your sticking point there. The Knicks, look, the Knicks maybe. I mean, three years ago, the Knicks probably would be interested in doing something like that. But the Knicks, this last offseason, they did some very un-Knicksy things, made some really, really great moves, and uh, it paid off for them in a big way. I don't think that we're going to see them regress in terms of their decision-making. Yeah. 
Old Knicks would go get John Wall right now. Old Knicks would do it. Old Knicks would do it. Uh, okay, let me get into the next one here. By the way, appreciate all the questions and comments. Uh, Dre Johnson comes in, coming at you, Ron, said, Ron, I like you, but your takes sometimes are crazy. THT for buddy all day. But we have a great player in Mac McClung, Caruso 2.0. Ron, I had people in our chat on, on YouTube in the uh, the comments section for a, a number of our videos saying, why have you guys not talked about the Lakers two-way signings and Mac McClung? We did. I don't know why people miss this. We did. There's a whole video about it. We, we talked all about it. Yes. I I'm not sold that Mac McClung is going to like make the roster or anything, but I am thrilled that he's on the Lakers roster so that when we're out at summer league in less than a week now, which is amazing. Uh, when we're out there at summer league, he's going to be exciting and a lot of fun to watch. So yes. Yeah. I think I'll be rooting be for him. Stand out, but uh mm-hmm. Man, training camp contracts, it's very rare that they go on to make the roster. Mac yeah. McClung is exciting, but he, I mean, look, he's a flawed player. I, I don't want to like, I like Mac McClung. The highlight reel is incredible. Yes. He's a flawed player. So I, I really don't know if he makes the roster. Maybe I mean, he does. South Bay Lakers, right? Could wind up there. Yeah, yeah that'd, sure. and that'd be great to have him in the development system. Because mm-hmm. if he can if he can figure out a, a serviceable NBA jump shot, if he can figure out a way to utilize his athleticism more on defense, mm-hmm. I think then you have something, but it's going to take some serious development. I, I don't know if he's ready to be an NBA player this October. Ron, we're at an hour here, and the questions are still flowing in right now at just an insane pace because everybody is so fired up for the Lakers free agency. Ryan uh, Via kicks us uh, a $5 super chat with no question, but we appreciate that. Uh, Kiki, the super chat said, how excited are you both for the season? Oh, I've I've turned the level up to eleven in terms of excitement. I'm already missing Lakers basketball, and I was I seriously today I was thinking in my mind, how far from the season are we? You know, I somebody was mentioning to me, gosh, the season's going to be starting up again so soon, and I'm like thinking, not soon enough, not soon enough. Like it feels like it's going to be a long time for me. For me, we're we're about two and a half months away from yeah. from the start next season, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm very excited. Uh, I know, I know. There's some question marks surrounding this roster, but man, Russell Westbrook is one of the NBA's most entertaining players, and you pair mm-hmm. him with with the NBA's best duo, in my opinion, of LeBron and AD, and man, it's just going to be exciting basketball. I've got a question coming in here, in here from Facebook. Saab Ney from uh, from Facebook said, "Otto Porter, can we get him?" Yeah, we've seen that he may be on the Lakers uh, list. You know, he's somebody who's been injured a lot. But in terms of 3 and D wings, if he's healthy and he's in shape, and those are two big ifs, uh, he would be a really nice fit. So the Lakers would have to be convinced of both of those things, though, before they go get him. Yeah, the injury concerns are real, but yeah, Absolutely. he's good. Uh, Secrets MP from YouTube, the Super Chat said, will LeBron and AD hold up for an entire season running so much with Russ? I mean, yeah, look, the reason why you bring in Russ is in part to keep LeBron and AD healthy. I think you're going to have more opportunities for them to take nights off. If Russ running doesn't mean LeBron is sprinting down the floor with him on every single possession, I think there's going to be times where Russ is running and LeBron says, you go, man, you do you do your thing. Um, AD, same thing. They'll, they'll probably act as a trailer or something like that. I think these guys understand better than a lot what it takes to get through a season, and uh, that's what we're going to see out of them this year. Yeah, and also uh, you you mentioned it a little bit, but this is going to be great for load managing those guys. I think if you really think about it, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James 
Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, any two of that three-man combination can win you a regular season game without question. Um, so it really opens up a lot of opportunities there. Um, I've got Ryan Lean with a super chat asked about the Jake Fisher rumor about getting Oladipo on a one-year veteran minimum deal. Ryan, we actually talked about that. It was probably, what, about 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. So we did answer that question. Just check back in there, but we appreciate the super chat. Uh, James Lopez from YouTube said, is Dwight a better player than Drummond right now? Uh, I'm going to say no, but he may be the better fit. You know what I'm saying there? Like Dwight is is much older. Was he 35, 36 right now? Maybe 36. he's incredibly physical. Uh, Drummond though is is very very agile out there on the perimeter. Dr- as much as we complain or bemoan Drummond, he's still a solid center in the NBA. But Dwight is more the guy where if you say, "Hey Dwight, you're only playing five minutes tonight," he doesn't care. If he's playing 25 minutes, he doesn't care. He's if he's playing 25 minutes, realistically, he's fouling out at this point. By the way, but um, but so oh, so Drummond is the better player, but Dwight is the better fit. Yeah, I, look, the Lakers have Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. Their true centers will have two jobs: block shots and catch lobs. Yep. And Andre Drummond is really not that good at that second thing. He's very good at that first thing, but he's not good at that second thing. And so you're better off getting a less talented center who can do that second thing. Yes, agreed. Kason uh, White from uh, YouTube, the Super Chat, said, how do you guys feel about bringing McLemore back? I'm good with that. If it's a veteran minimum, bring it. Uh, all the shooters, you're welcome. Come on board. And uh, I think you could find better shooters than McLemore. Like we see him as the sniper, but he only shot 37% from three last season, but he's not. And the defense is a real issue, but for a, one of the last guys on the bench or something like that, you can do worse than a guy who can come in and provide some shooting like McLemore can. Yeah. I think the thing with both of us is you're going to be pretty hard pressed to find a guy we wouldn't take on a veteran minimum. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Robert Young, could Rudy Gay come to the Lakers? Yeah, that's another name that's out there. I would love it. I think it's a great fit for the Lakers to get a guy like Rudy Gay. Um, I think he may have some bigger offers out there than what the Lakers can provide, but I think he would be a wonderful fit if you can if you can get him. Yeah, he's probably among my top priorities. If I'm like all the names that have been rumored, if I'm sorting them out by priority, I think Rudy Gay is up there on that list. He just he does so many of the things that the Lakers are going to need from someone. Uh, so I really like his fit. Okay, Ron, I've got something for you here. We're testing the limits of your THT love right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Cryptic Villain from YouTube puts together this scenario. Let's say, okay. and I'm paraphrasing here to make this kind of all make sense. The Lakers sign and trade Dennis Schroeder to someplace and they get a roughly $20 million trade exception. Okay. okay. Which I don't know how possible that is. But anyway, they they get a trade exception. So they've got that. Would you then sign and trade THT for enough money to get to bring back to bring back Buddy Heald if the Kings said we will also trade Harrison Barnes into your trade exception? Oh yeah, there you go. There okay. yeah. You found the thing that's worth it. Look, if you I can figured. get if you can get two guys that shoot 38 plus percent from 3 one of whom plays pretty pretty exceptional wing defense. Yeah, okay. Now you found the thing that's worth it. But if it's just THT for Buddy, like I go back to the thing about having a twenty year old that's that talented. But man, you're mm-hmm. getting two starter level players in the NBA. That's now you're talking a good deal. 
Right. Yeah. There, I think there's no way you could say no to that for sure. Uh, Jacob Freeman from YouTube said, "We I love getting second round picks back in the rush trade, keeping trade uh, exceptions in mind, getting a Dennis sign and trade. I don't think that's necessarily why they got those seconds. I would have much preferred getting a first back. Um, yeah, second rounders, ultimately you have to send out something. And so that's why in a trade exception deal where somebody's sending a player into your cap space or you're paying a team, say, to create a trade exception, usually you're going to see that be a second round pick. So it is important to have those things. But again, like Schroeder could just walk into somebody's cap space. There's no guarantee that you're going to even have the opportunity to get a trade exception for him. Uh, Ash MK said, how much do you think uh, our defense will take a hit with losing our primary wing defenders? There's no way to know until we know what the roster looks like. I mean, if you go get some guys, Trevor Ariza and so on, right? Like that, you can find some other wing defenders that can make up for that. Yeah, Russ, Russell Westbrook has developed kind of a a bad habit of gambling a little too much on defense recently mm-hmm. in recent years. Um, and I think having LeBron and AD behind him will help that a lot. But he needs to cut back on that if he wants if he's going to play in Frank Vogel's defense because Frank Vogel's defense is not about gambling. And so yeah, that's something he's going to need to work on specifically. Somebody asked with a super chat um, that I missed on. Uh, snagging it so i'm just going to answer it now is myers leonard a good fit um you've got some complications obviously with turning to him i don't think he's a good fit uh i mean floor spacing bigs in general sure but like you'd rather just bring back mark gasol or or somebody like that than turn to a myers leonard yeah (laughs) i I think that's that's where we'll leave that all right uh, Benjamin, is Reggie Jackson staying with the Clippers based on everything we've heard and, and the way he reacted after finishing with the Clippers and everything? I would say yes. The only way is if he gets a really big contract somewhere else, which maybe he does. Maybe he's the next guy, right? Like he was, there was a point in the playoffs where you could make the argument that he was the best point guard in the playoffs. Um, he was tremendous, uh, incredible. So I, I would guess, though, that yes, like he really felt like he owed something to the Clippers. You could tell that with what he was saying. And again, I, you know, we're not to speak well of the Clippers, right? But it was very clear that they had done something to help him. He said that they had saved his career. Um, he's good friends with Paul George. I believe if the opportunity is there for him to stay with the Clippers, he will. Yeah, um, you know, it would be very old-timey Knicks to go out and give Reggie Jackson uh, a bag. But I, I do think he stays with the Clippers. They They have a really good rapport there. Yes. Uh, Mamba Mentality said, Buddy and Brody on the Lakers is fire. Yes, I agree. That would be absolutely fire. I would definitely, I would be here for that. Uh, Let's see. Bunch more questions coming in right now. And let's go to this one. Uh, From Black Kraken from YouTube said, Look, guys, I like THT, but this obsession with keeping him is ridiculous. First, you lose Lowry because of him, and now you're going to pick him over healed. Come on. I get it. He's so unpopular. (laughs) I get it. Look, I I think it's because healed is like, if you're looking at at this Lakers roster as it sits, and you say, what is it that the Lakers need right now? Like, the answer is Buddy Heald. Right? Like, he's exactly what this lineup needs. Yeah, I, I totally get that. There's... 
there's definitely an argument to be made that Buddy Heald is, should be on the team and you do whatever it takes to get him, even if it means giving up THT. I, yeah, it's just, it's, you don't get second round talent that's 20 years old that could start in the NBA in their third season that often. So do what you can. Absolutely. King Wani with a super chat said, if Rob gets Buddy, I will cash app everyone in this chat $100 and ask my crush out on a date. Okay, then. We're going to hold you to that. I will send you the cash app. (laughs) Yeah, right? I like that. I like that. Uh, Somebody in our chat here mentioned, bring back DeMarcus Cousins. What What do you think about that? In terms of, let's say Marcus All retires, because I think that would be the have to have to be the reality, right? Let's say Marcus All retires, Boogie Cousins is out there, he can shoot the three and space the floor, uh, mobility. It's a concern, but is that somebody you would turn to if he said, "Hey, veteran minimum, I'll come back"? Yeah, definitely on a veteran minimum. If Marcus All's not there for sure, I actually think I was pretty impressed with what I saw from him on the Clippers. Um, this past season, he showed more than I thought. I thought he had nothing. I thought he had nothing left to give, and he was like on his last leg. And he actually showed a bit of defensive competency. And he he obviously still has the offensive gift. That those ne- those never went away. But he actually showed a little bit on defense this past year. Oh, I just missed my first super chat of the night. I've been pretty good at snagging them all, but the this first one flew past me and I was not able to grab it. So apologize to whoever that, that was. Alexander Fitzgerald said, uh, with a super chat from YouTube, said, at first it felt like the Westbrook trade wouldn't work, but if they can get the right pieces, it could be great. Do you think DeRozan will sign? I do not think DeRozan will sign. I just don't think it's realistic for him to take the taxpayer mid-level if he says he will. Okay, but then you're still going to have some issues in terms of the roster and and how that's going to work. Um, so I I just I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if Demar Derozan wants the the five point nine level mid level again, I I take it every time. But man, I think you'd set the record for least amount of three pointer shot since like nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Yes, agreed. <laughs> in ninety one, they didn't shoot very many threes. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Facebook. Brandon Smith said Vogel extension with a question mark. Yeah. What's going on? I imagine, I think the Lakers are going to get through free agency and then take care of this. Now. I think they're so busy with that, but it is a little weird. Like if Vogel doesn't get the extension, he goes into the season as a lame dunk duck coach on the last year of his contract. That's not a situation. Most coaches feel comfortable being in. Um, and for good reason. And most of them feel like it undermines their authority with the team. So, it's something to watch. I would imagine it still gets done at some point, but something to watch. Yeah. Uh, the Jamie from YouTube said, uh, Zach Collins is someone they should go after. He's young, been injured lately, but could be a steal. He's been injured. Not just lately. He's been injured historically. <laughs> like he's, he's not been able to stay healthy at all. So like at all. Yeah, like at all, at all. Um, yeah, like he was rehabbing, like rehabbing from breaking his foot, broke his foot. So, and I and I don't, you know, I know that that's funny. I mean, sad for, for him. Like, I don't mean to make light of it, but I don't. This Lakers team is all about winning a championship. And I think, I think at some point they do need some younger players, right? All the guys we project to come to the Lakers are older you probably need some younger players in here to do some of the heavy lifting and the, you know, the dog days of January and February and all of that. But I don't think 
you can count on Zach Collins just yet. I think he needs to prove that with another club first. And I hope he does. I hope he does. You hate seeing a guy that young, that talented, have their career derailed due to injury. So he he broke his foot on October 27th, 2019, and he's played eight games since then. Yeah. That's not great. No, not great. Not great at all. Family First 13 from YouTube said, who's next on the Lakers list, guys? Thank you. So who's next? Like, who's who's their main target? We might find out tomorrow at 3 o'clock Pacific time. There's a yeah. lot of guys. I It would not surprise me if Carmelo Anthony is the first name. It just makes a ton of sense. It just does. Yeah, and, and actually, and it kind of makes sense for the Lakers to, like, uh, realistically, it makes more sense, like in your head, to sign the mid-level exception guy before you do the veteran minimum guys. Mm-hmm. But I think there's going to be so many veteran minimum guys that are interested that they're just going to knock those out pretty quickly. It and it doesn't matter, right? If because you can't sign any of these guys till August sixth anyway. So if you make a verbal agreement with seven veteran minimum guys. That's fine. You can still use that taxpayer mid-level and, and, and sign somebody else. It doesn't matter which order they, they go in here. Dre Johnson from YouTube. I know free agency is here, but who's excited for training camp and practices for this year? Yeah, like actually being able to practice. I, hopefully we get things to a point where that, uh, that can happen because obviously we've heard the numbers and all that are not trending in the right direction right now. Uh, let's see here. Let's do a few more. I know we're doing a marathon here tonight. How fast do you think the first signing happens from Jason Fuentes? I think we hear maybe even a little bit before, but I'm, I seriously think 301 Pacific time. We're going to hear, we're going to start to hear some signings. Three o'clock and eight seconds. And eight uh, seconds. Kyle Lowry will be a Miami heat. Yeah. Like however long it takes Adrian Wojnarowski to click the tweet button. That, yes. That's how long it'll be. Cause it's already set. It's already scheduled. Uh, Digital Monk Gaming, what do you think is a realistic starting five for the Lakers? I mean, look, obviously it's LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook. From there, I'm looking, is AD going to start at the five? If he is, then we're talking two wing players. If he's not, then we're looking at a center. Maybe it's a Dwight Howard. Maybe it's Marcus Gasol. Could be somebody else. But let's see how free agency plays out. There's so many different ways that it goes, that it could go. I Like me projecting right now, ex- which five exactly would be starting would be kind of foolish. Also impossible. They only have five it, players on the roster. So yes, yeah. I mean, right now their their starting five is the five players that they have. <laughs> if that answers your question, Mark Allen from YouTube says sign CP3 and Mike Penberthy for minimums. We're all good. <laughs> if you sign, so if Chris Paul said, "Hey, I'll take the taxpayer mid level," what he's saying is that you could have Mike Penberthy, who's now a coach and hasn't played in decades, right? You can make him be your fifth guy, and it wouldn't matter if you put Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis as your other four guys. I I can't say I disagree with the logic. Uh, Chris Paul is going to make like $100 million, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, Let's see here. I've got some people saying shout out Danny Green. That is who we mocked joining the Lakers and rejoining the Lakers for the taxpayer mid-level. I think skill set wise, he is a fit. I know a lot of Lakers are Lakers fans still have kind of unpleasant memories of Danny Green, but skill set wise, there aren't many better than Danny yeah, Green no, in terms of fit. We love Danny Green. We the two of us, we've been 
we've been hyping up Danny Green coming back since I think five minutes after the rust trade broke. So mm-hmm. let's let's do it, Danny. Please come back. <laughs> Bring back the green room. Uh, can the Lakers sign Dwight? Yes, we've been over that. Absolutely, I, and I honestly I think they will. Uh, Luis Pineda said, "Let's get Victor Oladipo on the minimum deal." Sure, if he'll take that, why not? Uh, Terry Lee from YouTube said, AD, Mellow, LeBron, Buddy, Westbrook would be an incredible closing lineup. If I have to give up THT to get Buddy, I'd do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I think that you can certainly make the argument that Buddy Heald is just such a great fit that you would wind up giving up THT. But he is just, his upside, THT's upside is so immense. Davis Painter, this is not Lakers related, but favorite Marvel character, Said, will you get a headset? Uh, I don't really use one. But um, but Davis Painter, what favorite Marvel character? I don't know. Ron, do you have a favorite Marvel character? I, I would need. I couldn't do that on the spot. I need some time to probably think about that one. Love the Marvel movies. I mean, uh, I, I'd need some time on that one. I mean, I can go with like the easy ones, probably like Deadpool. Obviously, I like like all those movies. But honestly, I watch all of them. I really enjoyed. Thor's character in Ragnarok. Not so much the first two Thor movies, but Thor Ragnarok. I like the comedy element that they that they put into that one. So maybe I go that. They, they leaned into like his ability to be funny and they didn't yes. do that in the first two movies. Yep. Uh credit to Taika Waititi. Uh somebody from YouTube said, should the Lakers sign Terrence Davis? Is he making a minimum? <laughs> yeah, right. Right, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, how can we get Jeremy Grant from Scott Henderson from YouTube? You can't. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. I, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be super cool. Would but not work. You, it's not going to, you don't have enough uh, to get that. Uh, Money Sullivan from YouTube said, THT trade for Miami Heat shooter Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson's going to make like $70 million. That's what he's going to get. He's going to get. He is going to get uh, the Joe Harris money. That's what he's getting from from Miami. A THT's not getting that, and yeah, Miami's not I, trading him. If I had to project Duncan Robinson's contract, it's probably four years, eighty million. Yeah, just by yep. throwing a number out there. Um, THT isn't even close to that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, would you trade THT if it guarantees an eighteenth banner? Of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like. Of course, but, but the, my response question is: Does Buddy Heald guarantee an 18th? Like Buddy Heald is is great; he's a perfect fit. Does yeah. he guarantee an 18th championship banner? I don't know about that. Maybe, but I don't think it's a guarantee. Um, Ryan Lyon from YouTube, the super chat said: Since Westbrook and LeBron are on the same team, will it be easier for, for us to get Kevin Love if he's bought out? I don't know. I don't know about getting Kevin Love. Um, is it easier? I think the Lakers will be a landing spot for any buyout player. But is Kevin Love the guy that you want? I mean, what we heard it was a little bit ridiculous. Team USA really went in on him, threw him under the bus, said he came in out of shape, all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't sound like Kevin Love is ready to be Kevin Love again just yet, if that's an accurate description of where he actually is as a basketball player right now. So let's wait and see what he can do first. Uh, somebody asked, Trevor, are you in your new studio? Yes, I am still on the, in the midst of setting it up. I need to hang a lot more stuff on the walls. I've got some furniture to bring in, but yes. 
Adnam Akram is asking about Avery Bradley joining the Lakers. Uh, look, that's another guy that you could certainly turn to. A nice defender, but if he can stay healthy, that's the big question mark with him. All right. Ron, I think I think we've covered about all of it. We've gone through, somebody said, I went to work and came back and you guys are still on. Yeah, we, we have done a marathon here for you guys because this is the night before free agency. It's kicking off. We're all excited, but let's do one more. Last one, and then we'll call it an evening. Ricky Garcia from YouTube said, would you rather get Otto Porter? Oh, I know where you're going with this, Ron. I already know the answer. Doug McDermott or Danny Green for the taxpayer mid-level exception? Okay. Okay. First off, it, the answer is Doug McDermott for so many <laughs> Yeah. Doug McDermott's not getting the taxpayer mid-level. He's closer to a full mid-level. He's closer to that $10 million mark. Yeah. If he says, I will go, come to the Lakers for the taxpayer mid-level, yeah. That's like, that's almost on Buddy Heald's level of perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's first. Danny Green is second. Otto Porter's third for me. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Oh, here it is, Ron. The, the super chat I missed, they came back in and said, you skipped over my super chat. I'm sorry. The, it's the only one for the whole show that I've missed. I've been trying to get them. I wish you guys could see on my end what I see. The messages fly past on. I'm trying to grab them while we're talking. But uh said, we skipped over our super chat question. Can you explain how they can sign and trade Schroeder with three max contracts? Well, that is because signing and trading a player, again, this is a great thing to close on. If you're trading the player out, it does not trigger a hard cap. If you're bringing a player in via sign and trade, it does. And that's where the Lakers would have some difficulties. They're not in a position where they can sign a trade a player into the roster. So like they can't say, go to the Spurs and say, hey, will you double sign and trade? We'll send you Alex Caruso and you sign and trade us DeMar DeRozan, right? Like you, you, they're not going to be able to do that because it would trigger that hard cap. If they just sign and trade Schroeder to anybody, the Rockets, I don't care. Uh, you sign and trade Schroeder to the Houston Rockets. No hard cap for the Lakers. Hard cap for the Rockets, but not for the Lakers. So I hope that that explains it. Yeah, the Eric Pincus question. Yes, the <laughs> Eric Pincus question. All right, everybody. Appreciate you all joining us tonight. Lakers free agency kicks off 3 o'clock Pacific time tomorrow. Make sure you are subscribing to the LakersNation.com YouTube channel. We're going to have all kinds of stuff up there. Every signing, we're going to be breaking it down. As it happens, I can't wait. The next Lakers roster is going to be assembled. The pieces are going to start getting put together. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a busy day tomorrow. So buckle up, get some sleep tonight, because tomorrow is going to be a wild, wild ride. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe and see you.